This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my summery co-host, Bree Tucker. Why, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? It is summer. It is summer. Well, it's kind of summer. Technically, technically, it is still spring. You're right. Technically. Because it's like, what, June 22nd? Yeah, but it's also... 104 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah. So like summer starts here in Phoenix, I would say around April. Yeah, it's late April. See, I'm okay with the heat though. It's funny, I just, in our new neighborhood, I just met a new, like a new friend and she's from Chicago originally. And I asked her if she'd gone to one of the public pools here with her kids and she's like, no, it's too hot. And I'm like, oh, girl. Oh, but (laughs) it's just the act of being outside here during the summer that is still bothering her. Whereas like us who've lived in Arizona for a while, we're like, oh, it's only 110. I know, (laughs) right? Like, oh, no, where else in the country you'd be like, oh, my God, it's 100 degrees. It's jeans weather. (laughs) It's jeans. I wear jeans every day during the summer. I can't. But you know what I do love about our pools? And Mm. we did not have this when I grew up in the Midwest. The pools out here, when my kids were little, I convinced them they were the water parks. Really? Well, because our city pools here are like, they have water sides, Our city pools are insane And they're a dollar. If you live in the city, it's like a dollar fifty if you live outside of the city. Yeah. And even, I don't even know if this is true in Phoenix proper, but in the suburbia areas, like Gilbert and Chandler, where we live, the pools are insane. Like, oh, yeah. they're not like that in Tucson where I grew up two hours south of here because they're just a regular pool. Like, you're lucky if you go and there's a diving board. Yeah. it's You know, we were talking about Stranger Things earlier because mm-hmm. my family were big Stranger Things fans. And we're like, yeah, that pool that they had in season three, the city pool, that was our city pool. Just a big rectangle. Everybody went there. And like, that's all you had. 
That's all you had. had. Yeah. And now we have a lazy river. One has inner tubes down the street. Like three slides, a whirlpool kind of thing where you go in, it like like circles you around. Oh, and then there's also the kitty play area too. Oh, yeah. With the beach with the the beach beach entrance. entrance. Yeah. Yeah. And this is all for the regular public pool admission of a dollar. A dollar. It's insane. (laughs) Come to Chandler. (laughs) You know what? I would say that is the one good thing about out here. I mean, like in the summer, you'll get in your car. Car and you will get second degree burns it's if your true. if your seatbelt metal part touches your skin. Yeah, but hey, we can get to a cool pool for a dollar. We can get to a cool pool. For it's a worth dollar. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about like finding the time, Brie, to get to a cool pool. We're talking about time today and time management. We are, and I hated time management. I do not hold that back, especially in our program, Calm and Happy Parenting, and the coaching support we do for it. We do this regular time blocking every single week, and time management is something that I push back against for so long because I'm like, this is just one extra thing for me to do. I suck at it. I'm not going to do it. And then when I started three or four years ago, just with my business, I fell in love because I got so much done without all the anxiety that I was missing something. Yeah, I think the mental hurdle I have is that I feel like I don't like somebody telling me what I have to do. I want to do what I want to do when Mm -hmm. I want to do it. But then what happens is, a day or two later, or by the end of the week, I'm like, crap, I had like X, Y, and Z that absolutely had to get done. And I didn't do them because they were hard. Like all of us, like well, I yeah. put it off because it was hard. And if it was on there, I could kind of like be like, no, it's there. I need to stick to it. I do feel better and more productive when I do my time blocking. Well, with change, it's always the pain of it has yeah. to be greater than the reward. And I think with me, I got to the point where it was too painful every week just to go through <laughs> like at the I end of the week and look back and be like, I didn't get anything done. Like, what did I do with my time? And feeling all of that guilt and all that shame which caused me to be a lover of time blocking which we're going to talk about today and which is not boring stay with us stay with us we have got it whittled down to like four major parts to have this done super quick and honestly by the time you're done listening to this send us an email if you are not a fan tell us if you are like nope I did not sell me because I honestly think we're going to get even the hardest sales yes done with this one we're gonna we're gonna dig into time blocking right now This episode of the No Guilt Mom podcast is brought to you by our masterclass, The Five Mistakes That Are Keeping Your Family From Helping Out. It is quick. It is fun. You can sign up for any time that you want. And we are going to go through the things that parents do that we've been told we should do to get our kids to do more in the house, to do more chores, but that don't work and actually go against neuroscience and go against behavior and how to fix those. So go to our website, noguiltmom.com forward slash registration dash five dash mistakes. Sign up for a time that works for you. And now on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids. And we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. Okay. We need to seriously talk about this whole time blocking thing and time management for those of us that suck at it. Yes. And I, did I teach you time blocking? Or is, am I the you first did. one who did you it? You did. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the 
one who tries to keep me to it. Yes. Because we both recognize that when it is done, things do get done better. And you know what is really funny too? Mm -hmm. I find that I encourage my kids to do it. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm not always the best at doing it myself. You know what? I do encourage them. It is a hard thing in parenting because we think that we know all these things that make our kids' lives easier. But if we don't put them into place ourselves, like it'll never gain traction with our kids. Oh, yeah. And I fall under that trap all the time. I'm like, you should eat healthier. And then I'm like, let me take these salted caramels out of the pantry and put 10 in my mouth. <laughs> and <laughs> that's me too with the whole like, you should be doing more things. You know, it's summer break. And then I'm like, it's too hot. I'm going to sit on the couch like a sloth and just binge all of Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. It works with chores too. My husband and I get yes. into these conversations and he's like, yeah, they're just... They leave the dishes on the counter and they don't do them right away. And I'm looking here at this sink of dishes that is his job to clean. Like he does it. And I just bring up very gently. I'm like, well, you know, you know, sometimes you get tired too and work gets really stressful. And he immediately realizes like what's going on and what he said. And he's like, well, I am just more important. (laughs) (laughs) And he's joking, of course. I love that. Yeah, no, Miguel does a good job of helping me like stick with it too. I'll be like, all right, got to get this done, got to get that done. And he'll be like, he'll have something else going on. And he'll be like, okay, I'm going to do my vacuuming. And I'm like, well, it's okay if you do it later. He's like, no, we need to show the kids by example. It's important to do them even if you're busy. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I'll go do my cleaning in the bathroom. It is. It's super hard though. But if you want your kids to be better organized and manage your time better, you don't even have to worry about nagging and reminding them. All you have to do is work on yourself and you're going to see automatically their time management gets better. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Bree here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. So this episode is going to be so great for you. So let's get into the first thing. Yes. What's yes. the first thing we do, Bray? First thing we're going to do is just get everything dumped right out. We do what was called a brain dump, where mm-hmm. you just have everything that you let out on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And usually we play songs while we do this. Oh, yes. That's yes. my favorite. <laughs> like, okay. So again, if you are like us, like I'm a huge auditory person. So that's what yeah. helps keep me focused. I could set a timer on my phone and I can tell you that every time that timer goes off, I'll hit snooze, snooze. But if I have music, it actually does do better and I can kind of keep myself reined in. Well, in Calm and Happy Parenting and our balance support, we do this every Friday and it's us on Zoom. And I just put my Spotify right up to the microphone and we're here dancing. So at the end of the brain dump, like it's usually five minutes for the brain dump to get everything out. Yes. And you will see all of us at the end, we're like back streets, back. Oh, and we're here like, it makes it fun. fun. It makes it fun. Mm -hmm. It does make it fun. And it takes everything that's kind of swirling in your head. Uh, My friend Ruth Sukup, she likes to call all the mini cyclones going in your head. It takes them, it calms them down, it puts them on paper where then you could see exactly what you're dealing with. Right. And what I do like about that too is that sometimes when you're doing the brain dump, you can see if, oh goodness, there is no way that can all get done in the time I have. Mm -hmm. So then you're able to actually look at it and be like, okay, gonna have to prioritize. Yes. This whole reorganizing all the closets in the house this week probably ain't gonna happen. (laughs) And the prioritization is really where the magic comes in because we have these goals. All of us have these goals. A goal I'm working on right now is my unicorn time where I'm gonna go to aerial classes and I wanna get that in. And then I have work goals too that are really important. So we start three lists. We start the A list, the B list, and the C list. And the A is those things relating directly to your goal. So I think the most important thing to do, like, so you do your brain dump and then you got to figure out what is the thing this week that you definitely want to get done, especially if you're using this in a non-work type thing. That relates to your goal. You have to put it to your goal because if not, we will fill in that time with all of these other little things that we think are important and never get that forward momentum to the things we actually want to accomplish. So let's take a couple seconds and mm-hmm. share some goals that you might have that are not work related for people that are listening to this that are going to use it in a non-work setup. Every month in our Calm and Happy Parenting, we do a goal. And my personal goal was to journal at least three times a week, like journal out my feelings. I know that's really great for mental health. It puts me in the same position, but I always forget to do it. So in my A category, I put on there journal 10 minutes a day. So I knew that as soon as we went into the calendar, I would make sure that went in first. Yeah. And I think for me, one of the ones that I had was trying to do a little bit more exercise during the week. Actually, my big thing was like, when I start working, I don't tend to stop. And you know this, like Mm. you see me where I'll just be like, oh, I forgot to eat lunch and it's four o'clock. So I try to stop at least in the middle of my day and go do something for 10 minutes that is not related to being at my desk. But you also had a good one. You mentioned that another goal you had is working on unicorn time. Yeah. Then another goal you might have is I want to make sure that I get to 
I know it sounds boring, but a lot of us got to get it done. And I kind of enjoy it when I start doing it. I got to organize the space in the house. I have to, I want to make sure I can declutter the kitchen. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Different things like that could be your main goal. Yeah. All of those are really great personal goals. So that's your A. Any tasks that relate to your big goals. Your B is those things that have to get done but they don't necessarily relate to your goals. Things yes. like cooking dinner or picking up the kids. I can't leave the kids anywhere. Gotta pick them up. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> For sure. Any work items that appear, it's something that has to get done every week. So those are your Bs. Yeah. Another B for me is planning the meals yes. for the week for me. That really helps me. So. Yeah. Planning meals Stuff helps like a lot. That. And then the Cs are those things that you'd like to get done, but they're not a huge goal right now. They're those things that exist in dreamland that we're like, I'm going to declutter the kitchen. Right, they're things <laughs> that can go, if it gets moved to another week, it's not going to hurt anything. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. They're the things that you can like, okay, didn't get to it this week, going to try to work on it next week. And then I actually didn't mention one more category, the Ds, which are delegate. If you see Ooh. something on your list that you're like, I don't have to do this, you can delegate it to someone else. There's a way to get around this. Yeah. We'll talk a lot more about that. So once you have your list of A's, B's, C's, and D's, and you're also going to find that a lot of things on your brain dump can be combined into one thing that you have to do. It's just like one thing with multiple steps. Oh, yeah. I get that a lot. Which Mm -hmm. is why categorization is so important because it helps you take your all your mess inside your brain and it's like a funnel that gets smaller and smaller. That really helps me because I easily get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by tasks. And I think that that happens to a lot of people, especially people that have like some some issues with attention, Mm -hmm. right? And being able to focus. Not not so much of the shiny object syndrome or squirrel. But yeah, like when I have a lot of things to do and I and I think, oh my God, I have 15 things to do today. That's there's just no way I can do it. And then I just lose all motivation and it's done. It's done. Cause now I'm overwhelmed and I just want to go sit on the couch, curl up under a blanket, and just eat popcorn all day. Yeah. Eat popcorn. <laughs> Mine is cereal. I'll go for that raisin bran crunch and I grab it out of the box by the handful. Like I will admit this freely. When I get oh. stressed, I'm like, ooh, raisin bran crunch. And I've done this ever since I was a college student. But yeah, so when you dump it and you look at it all on paper and you can say, oh my gosh, I have 15 things to do, but five mm-hmm. of them are all related to one thing. And yeah. if I get that one thing done, a third of my list is gone. Exactly. It's really awesome. It's freeing. It's, it's really freeing. Cool. And then you go to the calendar and we give about 10 minutes to plot all these on the calendar. And what you're going to do is I like to use Google Calendar because then it connects directly to my cell phone so I can pull up my calendar wherever I am. But I'll start blocking it out. And those A's go on the calendar for the week first to make sure that I schedule time for them. They're usually the first things in my week. I'll do like Monday, Tuesday. Those will be where I plan my A tasks because that's where I have the most energy. And then if for some reason, if something comes up during those days, I can bump those A tasks down to the rest of the week. See, that's smart because when I try to put stuff at the end, yeah, I I tend to do that too Mm -hmm. for the exact same reason. Didn't get it done now. Now I've got more time. And that's a big thing to show our kids, right? Like to teach them that, okay, Life happens sometimes. We give our kids grace when things don't don't happen according to schedule. We try to help them through that frustration when things don't work the way they want it to be. So give yourself that same grace and like realize that, all right, I'm going to put the tough stuff or like people like talk about like, what is it? Eating your frog? Yeah, eat exactly. the frog. Yeah. It's a Mark Twain quote. Yeah, so it's like yeah. eat your frog first, the thing you don't want to do. Uh-huh. And then that way you you can get to the fun stuff. But Again, if you put it at the beginning of the week, things pop up, whatever, you get, you lose some motivation, you got other days to get it done. Yep. And when you plan it out, I always like to give time and a half to every task. So if you think a task is going to take an hour, I put an hour and a half on there. And 
also after the task put some buffer time so nothing is scheduled back to back to back to back because that is a recipe for disaster put at least 30 minutes in between all of your tasks because that's more realistic of what will get done Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. And I think that is also gold right there. Yeah. Because again, every time it, it, there's got to be other people like me in the world that think that they can get everything done in oh, that yeah. small amount of time. People that are like, are you chronically late all the time and everything? <laughs> Raise your hand out there in podcast land. If you are, you probably suffer from Bree's same ailment of, I can do a hundred things in one minute. <laughs> Well, it's true. I think a lot of people are like that. A lot of people are like that because it's like if something isn't now, it doesn't have to be done now. So even now corresponds to an hour. Well, I have to go do this in an hour, but that's not now. So I could fit in all these things. I know. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like that for sure. And then once you have, you did your brain dump, you did your categorizing, you plotted them in your calendar with your buffer time. Um, Some things to keep in mind though, right after this. So what is step three, Joanne? So we've actually gone through all of our steps. So now we have, (laughs) we have some guidelines. Oh, they're guidelines? Guidelines. They're not actually rules? They're guidelines. I think of Mike Myers. They're guidelines. I have my piggy to my mouth right now, by the way. See, and I went totally Pirates of the Caribbean with that. Oh, really? Oh, I can see Johnny They're more like guidelines Guidelines. than actual rules. I'm always Dr. Evil. That's all I can think of. So the first guideline is that you need to set some boundaries in here because the first thing when you time block is you won't want to honor the time that you blocked in your calendar, especially if it's not with another person. Uh, exercise time. I'm looking at you. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Why like, are you staring at me directly? No. I'm joking. <laughs> 
because it's so easy to put ourselves last and put other people first. True that. But with this kind of strategy, you have already set the time in your calendar to do it. So just know that that's going to be your tendency. It's going to be your tendency to be like, oh, I don't have to do that right now. It's fine. Something that helps me is like if I can connect the task in a way that I am accountable to another person, that helps a lot with my work. Like if I have a work task I have to get done and I have a time, well, I'm, I'm like, well, if I don't get this done, then Brie can't do the next step of the process. So I have to get this done. That is one thing that has been very productive for the two of us. Yes. Both of us recognizing when our step affects somebody else's step. Yes. And you could think of this too for like, I don't know, exercise. If I don't go exercise, I am a rage fest. I cannot control my emotions. I just can't. And I go into anxiety mode and it's I'm such a better, calmer person if I just do like a 10-minute workout. That's all I need. I 100% agree with that. That's funny. I forget what popped up yesterday, but my daughter made a comment. Oh, I know. I was talking about doing another like food cleanse Uh my daughter's like please don't do that I'm like why she goes because every time you do that you become hungry cranky mom and I don't like hungry cranky mom because we all suffer but my point of that is is that you're right like when it's something that is good for you for your mental health you are important and you're worth doing that now when it comes to stuff like you know exercising like the way I do that talking about like the accountability part Mm -hmm. I do much better thinking about how, like you just said, like how that affects others. And in my case, specifically, how it affects my dog. Oh. Because I take my dog on a walk. Yeah. That's what I do. And he's so happy. Exactly. His little tail wag makes me so happy. And then I'm like, okay, fine. I will go for a walk. Yeah. So yeah. Gosh, my dog has started like hunting me around the house if I don't go for a walk now. She like follows me around and she looks at me expectantly and I'm like putting on my shoes and she like sits at me and she wags her tail and I'm like, oh, I don't have my the heart in me to break it to you that we're not doing this right now. <laughs> but it, it does. Dogs help a lot with exercise. Yes. Yeah. Somebody like I saw a picture the other day that said something about how uh, occupation stalker uh, and it had a picture of a dog and it's like, ever want to pee alone? Won't ever happen again now. No. Oh my gosh. Peeing. Gosh. I close the bathroom door. Too. Dogs and toddlers. Yeah. I close the bathroom door. My dog whines outside of it. And I'm like, what in the world? My kids are grown. How is this happening? Mine breathes into the door. He'll go. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I knew you were there. You didn't need to do that. And then he'll go again. Oh my gosh. I'm like, stop. You're making me nervous. Making me pee slower. There's another podcast episode dealing with your codependent pet. <laughs> yes. And the second guideline is that you don't have to do all this stuff. This goes under the delegating. You can subcontract it. Oh my you can, gosh. You can give it to someone else. If you if you don't get anything else from us here at No Guilt Mom, do you get that subcontracting is totally legit? Mm-hmm. And it's also okay to say like you can't do everything. Yes. I I try a lot, especially with this recent move. Like our routine has been off. And so I've been taking on a lot more of the meal prep. And it's been wearing on me. I could tell like I'm cranky. And so I went to my husband and I'm like, yeah, we, we, I can't keep up with this. We need to figure out something that you're helping to with the meal prep or we're doing something else. And so we're sitting down and trying to figure out how he can contribute to that or maybe how he can just clean up everything like after it. Whatever or, it is, like, right? Like it's yeah. all about having a collaborative problem solving thing. So like, subcontracting if you have no idea how to do it Mm -hmm. start with a conversation yeah right with your family like hey guys I am just 
overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's, and I would even say like if you're listening to this right now in real time, it's summer probably. Yes. You're close to summer break where you're at. Like who raise your hand if your house becomes a monstrosity all summer long because everybody's home. And the overwhelm is so real during the summer, especially. Well, also, if you work at home or if you don't work at home, it's hard to set boundaries when your kids schedules change. And if they're home, like I find I am a mess when I don't get my structured thinking like time I can stay focused on a task like if you're interrupted every five minutes that wrecks havoc on your patience it wrecks havoc on your self-control and you'll find at the end of the day that you're just snapping at people isn't that a form of torture it's a (laughs) the the distraction yeah yeah, where they keep like nope don't fall asleep Nope, nope, you gotta stay awake. Like mm-hmm. that, that, so, mm-hmm. And yeah. even if yeah, you set those guidelines, well. if you see people like, oh, you have to set strict guidelines with kids and like they can't interrupt you. Well, yeah, but man, kids find a way in through those guidelines, especially <laughs> your own children. As yeah. a teacher, I could enforce it so much better with not my own kids. Well, I think that's how everybody <sighs> is. It's your yeah. own kids. But I mean, so, so having those guidelines, those are really great. And some, what are some really easy things that we can subcontract in our home? A uh, house cleaning is a great thing to yeah. subcontract. It is it, like if you can find a way to swing that in the budget, it is phenomenal. It is a huge guilt thing, though, especially for women. I mean, when I used to go to Weight Watchers, which I do not anymore, but <laughs> uh, it was taught by an older woman, and she was complaining about today's generation. Oh, has other people cleaning their houses, and they don't get the exercise of cleaning their house, and like. I know. Bree's what looking kind of at house me. Cleaning She's did like, she have? I don't know that that was her exercise. I don't know, but it's like there's guilt about house cleaning everywhere. And then at Six Flags, okay, this is really random, but I have to say that it brought up this all this guilt with me. At Six Flags, um, I was talking to a woman who was cleaning the restroom, and she said, um, "Oh yeah, today's kids they don't know how to clean, and that's what's wrong." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I have a house cleaner for my like I have a house cleaner. My kids aren't learning how to clean. Oh my gosh, I need to like stop that." And then I think about it, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." How did kids learn how to clean in the past? Oh, the mom took off all of her time and taught the kids. And now like it's changed our expectations of women in society, especially how we, I mean, women weren't encouraged to pursue professional goals when, right. in the 80s when we were growing up, like not so much. Um, it really changed when we were born and it's still changing. And so when we see an older generation telling us that kids don't know how to clean, well, there's been a change in our society and they don't have those teachers in us anymore, which is good. It's a good progress, but it's also like, how do you solve that problem and how do you not put the guilt on all the women for that problem? Exactly. You know what I mean? No, it's not just your yeah. job. But it but you know a great way to do that? Mm-hmm. That also does the subcontracting. Talk to your family. Have everybody take on a task in the household. We have podcasts where we talk about like how to help your kids learn to do those things. Because trust me, Brie learned the hard way. You can't just tell your kid it's your job to clean the bathroom and expect for that bathroom to get clean. Yeah. No, in fact, our class, Five Mistakes That Are Keeping Your Family From Helping Out, we dig into that some more yes. too. And how to do that. But I mean, like some really quick last couple of things I'm going to throw out to you guys for subcontracting. You can order your groceries online. Oh, yeah. A lot of places that's free to do if you order over 50 bucks. Or it's which- like five bucks. Well, it's not that it's not I substantial. Always it, I always get it free at the one we do it because really? we always order enough groceries. But oh. we also have a family of five. So, you know, but you can also like put your meds on auto refill if yeah. you have medication. So that way you don't have to go anywhere. I love the mail meds. Uh-huh. You just put it and they mail it to you. Express I love scripts. anything I can get mailed to me and avoid going out. Mm-hmm. 
You can hire a pool person. Oh, yeah, that's another good and one. And don't do your pool, which I mean, I've tried doing my pool. It's green within three days. Oh. I don't know what is, I don't know. I just, something just doesn't click with me. Oh, that's, pool why I, that's why I moved to a neighborhood where we had a community pool yeah. and we don't have to take care of it We anymore. don't have a pool right now. It's but not really nice. <laughs> another one that I do love is I'm still using that hamper. Hamper. I, I, we've, you've heard us talk about it a few times. I love hamper still. It's like Uber for your laundry. I, you put, put it, it outside cost- your door and it comes back to you folded and clean. I, I mean, know, it's amazing. Right? You don't have to do anything but put it away. It's yeah. so easy. But yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do to free up some of that time for yourself that on the things that you don't really have to do. Take a good hard look at it. Chances are there are things you're doing that you don't really have to. And that if, especially if you're working within a budget, um, depending on, this is something that my husband tells me all the time. He's like, money has no emotional value. Money is a tool. It's a tool. So if you have space where you can afford a hamper, think about what you can do with that time that you just freed up and how you can create opportunity for yourself. Yeah, And if you're anything like me, that's like half of your day. Yeah. Doing, oh, doing yeah. laundry for, you know. Half of your day. What could you do with half even of your day? Yeah. Even from just doing mine and my husband's, mm-hmm. my kids are doing their own. That's still three loads right there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it helps. So subcontract lot. as much as you can. So are you ready to take on time blocking? Like, please tell us. Please tell yes. us. And if Have you're we converted you. Yes. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love a review and we'd love any shares you can do of the No Guilt Mom podcast. Tell everyone you know our goal is to grow this podcast in a big big way you're going to be hearing a lot more about that in the month of july we have some fun things planned whoop, whoop. Uh, and until next time remember the best mom is a happy mom take care of you and we'll talk to you later thanks for stopping by I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.